Mesechas Tamai, Perik Vav Mishnaches, 6-8. This Mishnah is similar to the previous in many ways, except here the Mishnah allows for Brera, retroactive allocation. So first, let's just understand the Mishnah, and then we'll go back to discuss the difference between the two Mishnahis. Here the Mishnah says, Shnaim Shekiblu Barisos. If you have two people who partner up and take on to be sharecroppers of a field together, so that means that whatever their fair share of the proceeds of the harvest will be, they're splitting it 50-50. Osha Yarshu, or if they're two brothers, let's say, who inherit from their father equally 50-50, Osha Nishtatfu, or two people simply enter into a partnership, again, owning whatever it is, 50-50. So if there's proceeds of the estate or the field, whatever it is, Yachul Hulomar, if there's one person who's good about tithing and one who isn't good about tithing, for argument's sake, so then Reuven, the one who tithes, and Naaman can say to Shimon, the one who's in Amaretz, Tolata chitim shebamakam ploni, vani chitim shebamakam ploni. You take the wheat over there, and I'll take the wheat over here. That is to say, each will get 50% of the wheat, but Reuven will get a specific 50%, and Shimon gets a separate 50%, and here, unlike the previous Mishnah, Reuven won't need to worry about tithing the portion that ends up in Shimon's hands. Similarly, the Mishnah says, Atayin shebamakam ploni, You'll get the wine, and according to many names, grapes attached to the ground. You'll get the grapes in a certain place. Vani yain shpakamploni. And I'll get 50% of the wine or grapes in a different part of the fields. Again, meaning that Reuben can give half to Shimon without worrying about having to tithe the part he gives to Shimon first. However, the Mishnah finishes up by saying, Avalo yomalo, Reuben can't, may not say to Shimon, Tolata chitim vani saorim. There's wheat and there's barley in this field. You take the wheat and I'll get the barley. And similarly, he cannot say, You take the wine and I'll get the oil. May not do that. Now, the reason why Reuben may not do that in the latter two cases is because chitin and sa'or and wheat and barley and yain and shemen, wine and oil are different species. And clearly, even though maybe economically they have, each one owns 50%, if Reuben is giving making a trade with Shimon, where one gets all the wheat and one gets all the barley, what's happening is a barter. Each one had half of the wheat and half of the barley, and they're agreeing, I'll give you my half of the wheat in exchange for your half of the barley. Since that's happening, there's a barter happening, like in the previous Mishnah, Reuven can't give away his half without tithing it first, because he's a Naaman, he has to make sure that he tithes properly before giving whatever he's giving to, to Shimon. So we're saying that in the latter case of the Mishnah, where they own jointly wheat and barley, or they own own jointly wine and oil, they cannot say, you get the wheat, I get the barley, you get the oil, I get the wine. That's not allowed, because that's a barter, and Reuven would have to make sure he tithed first. However, in the former part of the mission, the first part of the mission, where we're saying that um, there's just wheat, let's say, or there's just wine or grapes, so then Reuven and Shimon can say... Um, all the wheat in the northern half belongs to Reuven. All the wheat in the southern half belongs to Shimon. And Reuven doesn't have to worry that Shimon's getting untied wheat. That's going to be Shimon's problem. So the reason why that works over here is because this Tana and this Mishnah allows for Brera. He allows for retroactive allocation. That is to say, since they, let's say, just talk about wheat for a second. Since they each own 50% of the wheat economically, when Reuven gets the northern half and Shimon gets the southern half of the fields, it will come out that the 50% that belonged to Reuven was just the 50% that he got, the 50% of the North. And the 50% equity ownership, economic ownership that Shimon has 
in the wheat is going to be retroactively determined to be just the part in the south that Shimon, in fact, got. And that being the case, nothing that ends up in Shimon's hand ever belonged to Reuven, and therefore Reuven doesn't need to worry about tithing what comes out of his hand before it ends up in Shimon's pocket. So that's good old-fashioned Brera, retroactively realizing and allocating the part that ends up in Shimon's pocket, the part, the 50% that always belonged to him from the beginning, therefore having nothing be originally owned by Reuven of what ends up in Shimon's pocket. So in the previous mission, we said that doesn't work. If Reuven and Shimon put their grapes together into a grape press, and when Reuven gives, takes half and Shimon takes half, Reuven needs to worry about the half that ends up in Shimon's pocket and tie that also. Whereas here in this mission, we're saying if they have um, grapes or wine or grape fields or wheat fields, Reuven can say the entire northern half of the field or the northern half of the vineyard is all mine and the southern half is all yours and nothing that you get um, in the end uh, will have come from me. So what's the difference? So there are a number of Mephoshim with different approaches. Some understand the difference is that in our Mishnah, the wheat or grapes are still attached to the ground. There's not even a chiv yet of, of tithing, whereas the wheat, excuse me, the grapes that were pre- and that were pressed into grapes, into grape juice uh, in the previous Mishnah is not attached to the ground anymore. But um, that actually is not a simple shot because the next Mishnah, so we go through Bikiva Eger, who explains the difference is that in the case of the previous Mishnah, they commingled their grapes and wine. So therefore, since it's been commingled, to disentangle that is not possible. Um, whereas in our Mishnah, they never physically commingled their 50% portions. They went into the partnership either as partners or as heirs or as um, joint sharecroppers. And they're saying from the outset, before doing any act that conflates, combines, commingles their respective 50% portions, they're saying the northern half is going to be mine and the southern half is going to be yours. And that is going to work. So according to Rebbe Eger, the difference between the two Mishnahis and why the previous Mishnah says no Brera and this Mishnah says yes Brera is because in the previous Mishnah, they didn't act to commingle their things. Then to disentangle that, Brera is not allowed. But in our Mishnah here, since they never commingled, we'll allow it to say retroactively they never were commingled and the northern half always belonged to Reuven and the southern half always belonged to Shimon. In the second part of the Mishnah, where we're saying it does not work, meaning Reuven can say we both have 50% of the wheat, 50% of the barley, why don't we just split it where um, where you'll get all the wheat and I'll get all the barley? That cannot work because the ownership of the barley and wheat, each one was commingled, each one to 50%. So if Reuven has 50% of the wheat and 50% of the barley, if now he's going to give a trade, changing all the wheat in exchange for barley, Reuven is actually bartering away or trading away half of the wheat. And that means you've got wheat going out of his hands into Shimon's hands, and therefore Reuven being in them and has to make sure he tithes it first. Whereas in the first case... All the northern wheat never was in Shimon's hands, and they're not really bartering. At least we're saying because of Brera, they never were commingled. We're allowing, say, retroactively, the northern half was, was Reuven's total and only economic share from the beginning. I hope that was clear.